that's why it's good to have you back. But what's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. The gang's all here, babe. It is good to be back. I was in San Antonio for a conference, a real estate tech thing. You ever been to San Antonio? Uh, I've not. There's this thing called the Riverwalk. The San Antonio River goes through town. And many years ago, they dredged a man-made sort of loop on the river and mm-hmm. built this thing, the Riverwalk. And it's several miles. And a lot of it is bars and restaurants and hotels. And it's super cute and looks really old um, San Antonio. And then part of it is sort of nature-y. The thing that struck me about it was, and it only struck me after I had been at a place having maybe the best fajitas I've ever had in my life and probably the best okay. margaritas I've ever had in my life. Several drinks in. I walked out of that restaurant and realized that there's no guardrail between the edge of the river walk and the river itself. Now, did you find that out the hard way or was this just an observation? It was merely an observation, but it did strike me that they must fish people out of that river quite often. But the river walk is gorgeous and we had some good times there and uh, presented at the conference and pissed off all the right people. So some success as far as I'm concerned. What more could you ask yeah, for? totally. We know speaking of Texas, we had a, a wonderful conversation with a, with a fellow Texan last week. Ah. David Houston. There you go. Who is uh, based out of Austin. Yep. So. I'm running behind. I'm not caught up on that. So I need to give it a listen. Listen. I'm not going to pretend like I'm taking this personally, but you know, when you, when you're not caught up on the show you host, I'm just you know, it's tough. It's it tough. is. You know, it, it, uh, somehow I magically swung an upgrade on the way home. Both of my flights on the way home oh. were first class. I just went to check in, and like those are the seats they were putting me in. So I need to send the person in my company who books things like a fruit basket because that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> so you'd think I would have had plenty of time, but it was like dealing with hot towels on my face and like a dinner service. All the like, complimentary. Really yeah. Like, I didn't have time to listen to like, podcasts, you know. Understood. You got any gigs coming up this week or anything you're looking forward to? Trivia on Thursday. It's one hit wonders. And then I haven't really designed the themes for the next month, but it's, you know, next week is my time to put out the mailing list. And so that's when I design it all. Let's figure all that out. Cool beans. Yeah. What about you? So last week we were supposed to get in the room together and do some rehearsal, but my wife was traveling. And so we had to cancel it because schedules changed and I had to, I mean, if you are a solo parent mm. with an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old, I'm more or less the social director. Right. So it's just a matter of driving children hither and tither to all of their activities and adventures uh, while I sat at home and did nothing in between. So we are going to get together on Tuesday. And this is kind of twofold. It's prepping for our show May 6th, which is at Avondale State's public event. We'll also bringing the new bass player in and kind of just feeling stuff out. Yeah. So both things are kind of happening and probably going to have some conversations around um, some of the delegation stuff that we had talked about. And I will say this, not that Adam Moskowitz from the Van Band needs any more <laughs> juice behind him Seriously. in this uh, in this world. But a couple of months back, he had sent his pay structure for his band stuff to you and I. And I've been tweaking the kind of parameters around what he uses to see if it's something that might make sense for us so that at least when money comes in, I can show everybody like, Hey, here's how things like, here's where it's all going. Um, Cause I feel like if I'm going to be asking more of my guys, th- we need to put some structure around that. Yeah. So yeah, still playing through those things and trying to figure out, figure that out. But mostly I just need to clean up, the podcast dungeon so that it mm. can be the band practice dungeon, right. which it hasn't been for a while. So right. excited about that, but like basically just promoting or uh, getting ready to prepping to promote the show. That's in about a t- 
two or three weeks. So nice. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. Um, I shared a few weeks back. I picked up the Didario and I've now loaded into it the cables I need and the mics I use for the solo acoustic and karaoke. I guess that I would use for the duo acoustic. And I, I have taken it to one gig and it fully demonstrated that it replaces the old backpack I had plus my mic bag plus my cable bag. Nice. Awesome, right? Um, yeah. However, one of the features of it is the ability to strap a mic stand to the side of it. It's got a pair of straps that can tighten up and grab a mic stand and hold to the side of it. My problem is all of my mic stands don't collapse down. They collapse to maybe twice the height of the backpack. So they don't go as small as the backpack is pictured carrying. Um, right. You had mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew from the photos that was going to be a thing. I've picked up an air turn portable mic stand with a boom. And okay. so the main rise of the mic stand, it's got three sections that all collapse and it shrinks down to roughly the same size as the backpack itself and it straps on quite nicely. So I'm going to be experimenting with that to see if I feel like it's stable enough. I'm very spoiled. I use K&M mic stands exclusively to gig. Well, yeah. And they're heavy duty. I used to be an Amazon basics guy for mic stands. My, my view on mic stands was they're essentially dis- disposable Buy them as cheap as you can buy more in six months. Um, but these K and M's have lasted me for years now. My guy at Sweetwater finally talked me into spending some real money on real mic stands. The ones I have in my practice space are still those dumb cheap ones. Cause they don't sure. move. They don't have to break down or travel or anything like right. that. But the ones that are gigging need to be gig worthy. And the K and M's yep. really, really are. Expensive, heavy, but man, are they good. So we're going to see if this air turn guy holds up. Okay. Given that it lives on the outside of the bag and it's going to be interfacing with the world more than it would mm-hmm. be inside a bag. I'm, I, I don't know, but it feels pretty well built. Not as heavy as K&M, but it's not flimsy. So we'll just see. We'll just see. And if, if it does work, then I'll buy a second one. Part of the thing is they're built to nest to each other when, they, when they're collapsed and take up not too much mm-hmm. space. So I think I could hold both of them on one side of the backpack, which would be good because I'm going to need to travel with for all of my acoustic stuff. I'll need two mics, one for me and one for my karaoke guest. And the easel that I use to hold up the notepad that I keep score on for karaoke. So those are the sort of needs I have for the sides of the backpack. Anyway, I'm continuing to, to, to evolve this acoustic rig setup, but I do love that I've, move three bags to one. It's a really big upgrade and, uh, um, I'll keep evolving what it looks like to travel with that. Well, you keep piling on the, well, I'll have to see how this works after I give it some time. And now you have another thing that you've got to stress test to see if it, uh, it holds up. I have a theory that every solution is the next problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that cars were invented in part to solve pollution. I did not know that. Yeah. It was the industrial revolution, right? And so there was all this industry happening in big cities and the things that moved stuff around were horse carts. So there was all these horses. There were like stables in the middle of Manhattan and Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't know that. when there are horses, there's also what? 
horse horse uh, output. Byproducts. Yeah, and so like all the fancy ladies were getting hems of, their, hems of their dresses dropped in the accessories, and like it was bad yeah. in the air. It's this new revolution, the internal combustion engine. Its output just floats up in the air, or it's not going to bother anybody. Yeah, the car is obviously the solution to this pollution problem. Um, it's a good example of where every solution is the source of the next problem. So yes, that's a common refrain in my uh, in my gear history. That's fun. Yeah. Well, so you were talking about solo things. I had a solo gig Ooh. that popped up. Ooh, This is one of the things that happened in your absence. It was like a Thursday. It was minding my own business. And at four o'clock, I get a phone call from my brother, of all people. And he's like, hey, man. Um, so there's his wife um, is a part of this winery. Her mother owns it. Mm. And it's pretty close to the house. And I've played there a number of times. Um but they were having a private event and there was some sort of scheduling snafu and they need somebody to play starting at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Can you be there? And then time, before I even asked, 409. Oh, okay. So before I could ask what it paid, he goes, they say they can pay you $800. <laughs> uh, I'm in the car I, right now. Yeah. I then said, I am on my way. I'm on my way. I, um, I texted Amber and said, Hey, they're going to da, 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 da. And she's like, yeah, no, that's fine. I was like, Oh no, no, this is not me asking you for permission. This is me telling <laughs> no. you that this is about, I, I've already accepted the gig. Thank you very much for being on board. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, of course, the challenge of doing a gig like that is when you have no time to prep. It was literally like, okay, I haven't done a solo gig all year right. and where's this thing and how do what do I like so it I with my like ADHD brain I start like piling things mm-hmm. so I move but it drives Amber crazy but like for me and my stupid brain I, I start moving things in sections and piles through the room until they get to the point where they go from the room to the car right so I just started making piles I managed to get everything there I didn't forget anything nice. which was miraculous yeah, and everything it's big. worked it's big. also miraculous but i pulled the the turbo sound ip 1000 mm-hmm. and used that now i did bring a k12 left it in the in the car just in case yep. and there was some sort there was something in the line where it would occasionally pop hmm. somewhere in the signal but I found that if I played quietly or in saying quietly, it didn't happen. Hmm. Now it wasn't like a crackle, like what, like we've experienced. It's like, there's a bad connection, bad cable, like the thing where you just get like a kind of pop. Sure. Yeah. And of course, when you've got 40 minutes to do all of these things, you don't have time <laughs> right. to chase down what it is. Right. So my solution was, <laughs> but, but, I'll just play I was, quietly. I was parking five minutes before downbeat. So pardon me for the yeah. sound not being perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it was weird because first off, I hadn't done that in a while. And um, man, my stamina, Hmm. like my hands specifically, my fingers were really unhappy. But because I didn't get the full story, I just kept playing. So it hit, I played two hours straight and it still slammed. And I'm like, when is this? Like, I don't know when this is over. (laughs) So... But for because eight, I played two bones, sh- I'll play as long as you want. Right. So at that point, though, my hands were hurting enough that I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break and just 
find somebody. Right. I found, how do you say, is it, I don't know the relation to my wife's, no, my brother's wife's mom, whoever that is. Yeah. That lady. Yeah. Ask that lady. Sister-in-law, mother-in-law. Like there's two in-laws in there. I don't know. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's three hours. So I was like, oh, okay. So I played like another 45 minutes. I did have the odd request to turn up. Wow. Which is always interesting. And you had the headroom Um, on the 1000? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like barely, like my intent was to play as quietly as I possibly could because it was a social event. And... So three hours came and went and they cut me a big old check. And then the client who was about to pay me again before I was like, no, 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 we're good. And then she was like, well, let me buy you some wine. And I'm like, my, like their family, like you you don't have to do that. (laughs) And she goes, no, 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 I insist. Let me buy you two bottles of wine. I'm like, Okay. So I was like, oh, I'll have two of the Chardonnays. And then she's like, three. And I was like, you run a tough bargain. Deal. Yeah. So yeah, I hate to be loved on a that Thursday much. night. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night, $800, three bottles of wine, home by 845. That's good. Nice work. If you can get yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. There's no lesson here, guys. This is, <laughs> this yeah. is what we were talking about. Like, what, what can we say? Be in the right place at the right time? Be related to the same people? Yeah, I can't. This is not a. Here's how you. Yeah. Here's how to get an eight hundred dollars solo gig. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, those don't exist unless it's like forty five minutes before downbeat and something's gone horribly wrong. Yeah, but it was good to get back out there. I'm definitely like in the. You gotta you, let's put some let's put some new material together. Let's let's get some mm. some new tunes under your hands. So uh, I'm open to suggestions. Uh, you know, what's crushing, what's working for you guys. Coverbankconfidential.gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I accepted a request to do a volunteer solo acoustic gig for my kids' elementary school. So every year they have a picnic. In the last couple of years, it's been, it's always been fun. Do and the live, do. yeah, the live music for it has been fun the last few years. A couple of years ago, it was... Uh, Ben Folds brother. So Ben Folds is from here, Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, is it Chuck Folds, his brother, Chuck. Yes. Chuck Folds, Chuck Folds, his older brother. And then he runs a, uh, he does a few different projects, but the main one is a kid's band, like an aimed at young kids called big bang boom. And I've seen their mm-hmm. show that is just a standalone thing. It's awesome. Awesome. It's so good. So Chuck, and he put together a little band and they played at this thing a couple of years ago and that was fun. Um, the woman who is running it happens to own the bar where I'm doing the trivia right now. And so she reached out and asked if I could do it. And I am more than happy to, obviously. And I had to run it by my child and make sure she wouldn't be mortified and she won't. It's fine. I'm going to be opened for by a kid named Finn Phoenix. That's a stage name. It's not his real name, but Finn Phoenix. And he is a recent graduate of this elementary school. I want to say he's probably in seventh grade now. He studied guitar with a friend of mine who teaches guitar and started Mm -hmm. playing out when he was nine or 10. And he's a really good kid. And I've followed him for a while. I've never met him in person. So I'm excited to, to meet him. He will be opening for me. So he's doing like a 45 minute set and then I'll be the rest of the show. 
But this whole thing leaves me with a quandary. So the audience for this is families, um, mm -hmm. elementary school kids. And uh, I think I can put together a two-hour set list that'll nail those folks. But yeah. But I don't know. I mean, look, I just learned um, at request. I learned Take Me to Church by Hosier. It's probably not appropriate, that one. Nope. That's a pretty horny tune. Yeah. Even even the, um, like, it's it's coded, yeah. but it's still pretty horny. The like, super text is, is probably inappropriate. The subtext is way inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, and, sure. And so I've been, been picking my kid's brain about what songs the kids are listening to. Are, so it's a tune that everyone needs to Google because it's gorgeous called Golden Hour by yeah. a guy named Jake, which is spelled J-V-K-E because 2023. Um, yeah. It's a piano tune. I'm not sure I'll be able to comp it on guitar, but it's it steals heavily from like Philip Glass and it's it's really well done. It's really well done. Golden Hour by Jake spelled J V K E. You gotta check it out. It's about six months old and it's super good. Um cool. and I think my move is to just pick my child's brain. What have you seen work with like when I say young crowds, I don't mean like twenty three. I mean like nine. <laughs> yeah, actual actual young. Yeah. Um songs that I typically pick up when there's little ones are gonna be tied to big kid movies. Sure. Let so it go. The top of Let that, it go. Crushes. Yeah. Best day of my life. American authors. That's a good one. Okay. Can't stop the feeling. Yes. Justin Timberlake and them from Trolls. Trolls. Yeah. I'm a believer. Yes. But not. It's not. So again. No. But you're talking about. You're doing. You're the talking Shrek about version. Neil Diamond. Yeah. By way of the, the monkeys, monkeys. By right. way of Smash Mouth. Right. Yeah. 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 You got to do Shrek that. soundtrack. Oi! You got to do that. You got to do that. That's the oi. Yeah. Is crucial. Now, there's also like some specific kid band stuff, like you're talking about Chuck's band. When I was commuting for my job, we had Sirius XM and they have mm -hmm. an entire station called yes. Kids Place Live. Yes. And so I became very aware of a couple things. One, a lot of bands from the 90s like shifted into this lane huh. and there's a lot of them. So Brian Vander Ark from The Verve Pipe, he had a children's thing. Huh. Um if you're a fan of Presidents of the United States of America, their lead singer has a kids project called Casper Baby Pants. That is yeah. incredible. Yes, I have heard of that. There were also some really good kids albums from They Might Be Giants. Yep. Yeah. There's a guy named Perry Grip who is in, I can't think of the name of the band that he was in. He, They were, oh, Nerf Herder. Oh, wow. And his his stuff is evergreen in our house, so... It's raining tacos. Yes, uh, yeah, for space sure. unicorn. Hundred percent. I'm right with you. Hamster on a piano. Yeah. Like yeah. the guys. The guys a genius. Yeah. I, I, um, I might also pick up some of the Phineas and Ferb songs. There, there were some really good ones in that. Yeah, Bowling for Soup. It was Bowling for Soup. It did the opening credits, but there was the team that wrote the music, and I don't, I can't name check them right now, but they were genius. Squirrels my pants is like a classic yeah. at our house. Bow wow bow moo wow. That's what my baby said. Now take a That's right. Man, man. That's right. Jigga, jigga, do, sigga. I love you. Don't call it a party. It's a get together. All of that. Yeah. So we're getting pretty granular. Let's zoom back okay. out into songs that like other people, you might be able <laughs> to use don't outside have of kids. Yes. We're an Apple music family and they have a playlist called family pop. Ah. And the thing that we like the most about it is that the icon for the family pop playlist is a cat wearing a disco mirror ball as a helmet. Sweet. 
And as the songs play, nods along to the songs and like the lights. Genius. Genius. Leave so it, leave it to Apple. I'm, right? I just fired this thing up. I'm going through the list. Just to, we'll just throw some stuff out. One Republic's on there a lot. Uh, Shivers, Ed Sheeran, a Thunder, Imagine Dragons, Feel It Still, obviously. Obviously. Um, West Coast? What do we think? Since we're talking uh, about Republic. Was I Ain't Worried was the one that they had. Right. That's a new one. Yeah. Um, let's see. They got Jonas Brothers, Waffle House. That's their, their new single. <laughs> I haven't heard it. I'll check that out. Sunshine, One Republic, Ghost, Justin Bieber, huh. Cake by the Ocean, As It Was, Harry Wait, Styles. Wait, Cake by the Ocean, really? Huh. It's the the fluffy version. Oh. Where you can get around the the hosierness of it by not thinking about it too hard. Yeah. High hopes, panic at the disco. Yes. Let's see. Sucker, Jonas Brothers. Cold Heart, Elton John. Huh. Right. Sunflower, Post Malone, I love Sway that Lee. Too. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, we can do that one. Watermelon Sugar. From Spider Man. Yep. Yep. The Into the Spider-Verse. Mm, great. Which was great movie. Incredible. Very excited about that. They're doing it like, the, so yeah, the, I saw the preview for the next one. We went and saw Mario Brothers. Oh. Did you know, so Jack Black plays, what's his name? Bowser. Right. And does a song for Peaches. And it's incredible. It's great. <laughs> and it charted. It was so good. Like they made, they awesome. released a music video of it and it charted with the release. Very cool. You should look it up. It's really funny. Um, yeah, you got Dance Monkey, Party in the USA, uh, some Shawn Mendes, more Harry Styles. Yeah, anything off of this would be pretty much a like a a home run. Twenty One Pilots. So yeah, I, I think that's where you would want to go. Yeah, I'll have to check that with out. With that, you're basically like the highest level top forty. Some that's just going to be all over the place. Yeah. Easy to, and then I might, I, I might throw some, because the parents are there too. So I might throw some 80s, 90s just to mess them up. Well, Triangle Man. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. And uh, do you remember, I, I'm dating myself again, Animaniacs did a whole thing where they did a bunch of like music videos on the Animaniacs show. Mm -hmm. And they did multiple, they might be giant songs. They did Istanbul, not Constantinople and Triangle Man. Hmm. Was it the you should look those Animaniacs characters singing them or no 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 it was it was them acting out huh. the songs they were just the regular songs hmm. just as they were All right so I don't remember that but I'll check that out stuff to think about I mean learning the countries of the world and the state capitals from so good I I don't have it me neither don't have it me neither but yeah that's a good exercise go through a top of the heap top 40 playlist right, right. and be like what can i transfer over to what i do right that makes sense right and then the reality is that content is gonna convey over into a general audience kind of space yeah, to 100%. some degree it depends on the room i suppose but people who are of our age and have kids in that demographic are going to be picking that music up by osmosis so or on purpose maybe yeah so yeah, it's good practice to stay alert, stay aware of those things. You could probably get, you should probably, uh, if, do you, you, for the Disney night, did you do Lost in the Woods? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my kids love it. It's song. bonkers. There are like five key changes in that song. And uh, yeah, it's totally unnecessary. Um, the song that I keep getting as a request is in the movie Brave with Merida and her mom, who's a bear mm -hmm. and all that stuff. There's a song called Into the Open Air that is as 
gorgeous mm-hmm. sort of Irish guitar piece that people who know I do it request it pretty much at every show. And it's, it's beautiful. It's a really gorgeous piece. So here's a curveball that I think would go over well for everybody, just because we played it for uh, played it in the car and our seven-year-old kind of perked up. Mm. Uh, you'll be back from Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Listen, yes. We had a play date here a couple of days ago with um, mm-hmm. four nine-year-old girls, which is, I just hide. Ooh. I just hide in my office. Right. Just as far I as you can hide, go. I just hide. Um, but at some point, I heard them doing the whole opening first, like, 40 minutes or so of Hamilton. And uh, yeah, it's actually work, the Skylar Sisters tune that they mostly identify with yeah. and find look it around, in. Look so. around, look around. Oh, look at we are to be alive, right? Yeah. yeah. I, oh yeah, but, our youngest just thought that was the funniest. It is funny. Just, yes. the, well, and, and Jonathan Groff just being an Selling it, genius, right, just, right. I'm send a fully on battalion to remind to you remind of my love. Of da, my love. Da, 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 da. It's so good. So do you uh, know who replaced him after his term of Broadway? No, I don't. The show? I don't. It was Taryn Killam from SNL. No, wow. Oh, so. <laughs> I get it. If, I get if you've seen the movie or the, the video production of it, like, right. Jonathan Groff brings like a total level of Bonkers, kind of like crazy, right? Real craziness, yeah, yeah. But think of what the like the unique <laughs> chaos that Taron Killam could deliver in I that get role. It. I it get was, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Man, we really just off the we off went the cliff, deep we just- here. We did, but but it's you know those t- parents with nine year olds and like ten year olds and twelve year olds are gonna appreciate. I think where we're at. And those who don't yeah, so won't. You need to look up Stompy the Bear. That's the last recommendation I'll give. Okay. It's a Casper Baby Fan song. When it's shower time in our house, we've got the Bluetooth speaker in the kids' bathroom. Yes. The that's the request. That's the shower song. Right. Stompy the Bear. Great. It's a good one. Okay. Uh yes. I think that's it. Yeah. I, so, I will say last thought. Last thought. I have yes. quite often when I've been playing just a straight band gig and there have been young kids in the room it's been the best thing ever because they'll just come up and th- just throw down like all the adults are being judgy about whether they're going to dance right now and the kids completely are not and so i talked to i've been in a conversation with a organizer event person here about having an event called my first rock show i don't know i'd love to set something like that up i'm still in formulation about that but kids are great to play too Kids are always great to play to. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited about the show. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Yep. So, um, we were kind of going back and forth on what else to cover. As we're kind of gearing up for gig season, I was having an issue with the power supply that I use powering my HX Stomp. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a custom built power supply from Barefoot Pre- Pedals, which you and I both have uh, yep. their products. Yep. And I reached out to the guy initially when it happened. He's like, oh, this typically happens when the cables start to wear out. Here's a link f- to, to get some more. And I've been getting them from him, but I actually found a vendor on Amazon that makes a very similar product. You can get two of them for eight bucks with free shipping. So um, if you are in the HX environment ecosystem, we're going to drop a link for that in the in the show notes. Well, or most anything that needs 9-volt power, right? I mean... Yeah. The, well, used. but th- those are very specific. They've got the reverse polarity oh, center. Right. Ca- like, 
Yes. So it's not just nine volt. It is very much specifically for the HX stomp and True. HX effects. Gotcha. So yes. They have a very strange, specific power supply. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was something that I was really taken aback by. We've got this public show coming up Saturday, May 6th, and we're, we're racking our brains best way that we can promote the show and all of that stuff. And we covered this a little bit in the, in, in the Patreon Slack, which is we've gotten a couple of new members this week. So welcome all of our new friends who have dropped in. But the other thing I did is I put a poll out on the YouTube channel. It's like, how do you promote your band's upcoming shows? So I asked me the whole world, but Dan, how do you guys promote public, public events? We do Facebook events. We do Facebook events that, that also share to Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not deep enough on Instagram to feel like I know that's producing anything, but I certainly can see response and activity and engagement around Facebook events. So that's something. As far as I can tell, the best payoff I have is my personal Dan Ray music mailing list. And yeah. that has about 270-ish subscribers right now. And when I put out a monthly thing about that, they open it. And my open rate is in the 50 to 60%, which is bonkers. Yeah, um, it is bonkers. And, and every headline has to be like spammy about what they want to do. And I feel like a jerk, but they open it. So I guess we've all won. Um, but I have a bunch of people that, that turn up because I'm keeping them apprised in that. So, so the... In the process of this, I've done a couple of things. We've got particular assets. Like when we do a public event, we try to brand it. Each one's going to be unique in a, in a certain kind of way. And for us, it's just a way to make things compelling. So you want to come to the show because they're doing something unique. We've done 80s Ladies Nights. We did Fanny Pack Friday. Mm-hmm. Like we have all of these different things. The venue approached us this last time. was like, it, there's a, it would have been a private birthday party that they decided to just sell tickets for. So... They're like, you've got this section of people that are there for a birthday and we'll just, we'll do the show. So we, it's 80s birthday bash is what we decided to call it. Cool. Um, so we made a particular flyer with some artwork and then we've reconfigured it for every particular like space size aspect ratio, the Facebook flyer version, the 1080 by 1080 square version. Sure. So now we're getting down to brass tacks trying to get ready for this thing to go. We got it in two weeks. There's some unique things that we're going to do because the venue will be open for multiple shows between now and then. Uh, they run a LED wall behind the band. And so I'm going to email them a flyer of the show that will fit on that screen with a big QR code to purchase the tickets for. But outside of just like the normal stuff, I posted it on the YouTube channel said, how do you promote your band's upcoming shows? The options were put up flyers, promo videos, paid ads, flyering outside the venue, social media posts. And with a pretty solid response, two things really jumped out at me. I was really surprised by. Now, stuff that I wasn't surprised by, 84% say that they promote their upcoming shows with social media posts. That seems pretty standard. Of those people... 11% 11% of them do paid ads for their shows, which I, I'm surprised I figured that would have been higher because mm. I think they they do a pretty good job of making it pretty economical to to do that kind of thing. I would shoot, Facebook's like, hey, this past week, we'll give you 20 bucks for an ad. So it's like, okay, I'm about to do that to promote the show. Only 5% do promo videos, which seems kind of low, especially considering how easy it is to do. But the, the real shocker to me 
is that put up flyers firing firing outside a venue zero percent for both of them yeah now we're of a certain era vintage uh, sure cheers but when i was doing professional gigging in the music world flyering was like that was it oh that was the way it was the only thing you did this is the way and you but and you would you'd you'd spend all the time designing the uh, the flyer you'd go and then to kinkos you get them printed all you go to kinkos oh, yeah. and take the big one the whole thing and then they you shrink them down to the thing one and then you cut them up totally and you'd go to your go with your bandmates to the venues like handing them out like there was a whole thing yeah and it's just crazy that nobody does that anymore well yeah i have a few places i play that put signs up they put posters up including just like mm-hmm. a, a eight and a half by eleven thing you know black and white on a page um and so i do some of that stuff but yeah i think that handing out bills on the sidewalk (laughs) thing i think that's probably done i don't see that happening much of anywhere anymore so i've got a running theory yes an experiment that i am going to document good and uh and come back with some data. My plan is for this coming week on Saturday, a week from the show, a friend of mine, a guy that I worked with at Apple and who's been a DJ for forever, he does a standing new wave mm. DJing party and they're playing, they're doing that at the venue a week from our show. Cool. And the funny thing is I got that idea from him originally because when we went and saw that Cure tribute, he was out front of that show handing flyers out. Nice. And I was like, first off, I'm glad he did because I hadn't seen him in probably a year or so, but it just kind of stuck in my head. And he said, I really think that because the his show was the next week and they sold out like it was a massive deal. Cool. And this was the first time they had done this event at that venue and like it went over like gangbusters. Mm. And talking with him, he's like, I really think that flyering outside of that 80s show made a big difference. And so I'm just sitting there, I'm like, stroking my beard, yeah. like, hmm. Well, so, yeah, and part of it is the targeting of that is a head slapper. Like, it's, it's so obvious. I think a lot of bands put a lot of marketing energy around stuff that's not well-targeted and then decide that those efforts don't work. But if there are 80s themed shows happening around town and you can get your name out in front of people at them, yeah, that's a no brainer. So I did it. I went into my little graphics program and I did like the eight and a half by 11 where I split it up into quadrants and we're going to do the damn thing. And right now I think I'm definitely going, but my our guitar player, Joey, was like, what does that kind of look like? So maybe he's in, maybe he's out. I'll find out on Tuesday. Has he ever done it before? But the plan is to fly out for a show. Yeah, he's around our age, so you would have to. Uh, not necessarily. I don't know. I think. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I, so the plan is to go old school. We're going we're cool. gonna, gonna to do a throwback. We're going we're gonna to flyer this event. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk to people, which is like, you know, I'm so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> you are, actually. Really I've got to be in the right headspace to do that kind of thing, but I'm going to do it and we're going to shoot some video about it. Of course, we'll talk about it on the podcast, but I think I'm going to do a YouTube video that kind of 
summarizes how it all went after uh, the gig is all said and done. Great. But I will say this, that the flyer that I made does have a QR code that links to the event so you can buy the tickets directly from the thing. Perfect. So. Yeah. The saying in marketing is that half of your marketing spend makes no difference, but there's no way to know which half. Yeah. So you don't have a control event. This is not an experiment because you can't do it scientifically. But yeah. at the end of the day, if your anecdotal sort of gut feel is that produced results, great. Lean into that. Let's see if it's true over time. Yeah. And it seems like this venue has really landed a clientele in this particular mm. lane of 80s. Cool. My only concern is that there's another 80s event going on in town, not in the same part of town, but they're putting a lot of ad spend behind it because mm. I'm seeing it a lot. And it's a buddy's band and I haven't said anything about it because it's not their fault, right. but I hate being in a position where I've got to <laughs> potentially compete with people I'm friends with, yeah. but it is what it is. Right. And I want to do well because we are, we have also reserved our next show. There is the next Friday, the 13th, huh. which also happens to be in October. Ooh. So, I mean, come on, come on, come on. So with the branding and all of the stuff that we've already generated for this event previously, adding the spoopy factor to it being in October and all of the fun eighties Halloween tunes that we normally do. It's perfect. Fingers crossed, Dead Man's Party makes the cut this <laughs> year. Start working on it really? now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we're going we're gonna to start practicing it to, on Tuesday, yeah. and we'll do it every single week in, between now and then to maybe do it but in October. That was what it took time. for us to do Beggin. The, the, we do it true to the Maniskin version with all the stops yeah. and tweaks and details. And Yes, it took us months. Yeah. Now's the time to start Dead Man's Party. Anyone who wants to try Dead Man's Party for Halloween, I'm telling you officially, start recording now. this April 23rd. Now's when to start. Start now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we are also adding Simply Resistible, which I'm really excited Fun. about. Okay. I did have to, we were trying to find a, a track for for the synths and no shade to karaoke version because a lot of the stuff is really good, but their track for that song is absolute right. garbage. Right. So I found another site called Paris Music. If you guys mm. have not heard about it, go search Paris Music. They're... Their stuff is, for the most part, outstanding, mm. but it's literally, I think it's like a guy and it's a guy doing it on his own and he's proud of his work. Instead of $2.99 for a song that we, like it would normally be, I paid 18 pounds sterling mm. for the stems for this song, but they sound really, really good. Cool. If push comes to shove and there's a song we really want to add and the resources aren't good for what we normally do. They're definitely a good fallback. So yeah. if you haven't heard of them before, check out their selection. It's not as big as KV, obviously, but um, what I've heard so far is good. It's so good. I need to check out that out. I saw you post about that. I haven't checked it out. I'm still kind of mad at uh, character version because of what they did to Owner of a Lonely Heart. The orc hit breakdown in the middle of Owner of a Lonely Heart was just missing from their version. Oh, really? Just, yeah, you know you know the part I'm talking about. Yeah, the breakdown. That's just gone. It's gone. It just jumps right to the solo. I put in a comment about that and said, I don't know what you've done here, but it's not the song. And, did uh, I send you that track? You have the original we... stems. I did get the original stems from you about that, yes. And I haven't assembled them still. I was yeah, too mad at karaoke version to use your version. It sounds incredible, though, because, I mean, it's, it's the, the sound. Yes. 
Yes. Because I was in, originally the challenge was, how do I find all the pyong ching yeah. from the original song? Because right. the, so I was in the process of tracking down like sound effects and trying to tweak them and tune them in Ableton to make them sound like it does in the, in the original recording. And then someone was like, just why don't you go on the site? And they're not perfect, but they are much closer and everything else sounds really, really good. Right. So right. anyway, uh, so that's it. We're going to go, we're going analog old school for show promo and we're going to see how it pans out. It's cool. Does your band flyer for shows that you got coming up? Let us know. Coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you guys. Indeed. You the, know, and, uh, and, and the, the thing, like 10 years ago, we wouldn't have had to ask this question. Eh, 10, yeah. maybe 15. We wouldn't have had to ask this question. It was just what you did. And so it's interesting to know how things have evolved. Well, but it also, I think there's some, there's multiple upsides to that. I think first off, if you are making FaceTime at the venue, it shows the venue that you like, you, yeah. you care. Yeah. Yeah. You're putting the work in. But it also, again, it's novel, which is kind of interesting because what used to be common is novel. True. But it, it's easy to post, you know? Yeah. It's harder to show up. Actually, yeah. So. Yeah. I had a mentor one time who said, the tongue in your mouth lies all the time. The tongue in your shoes never lies. Wow. Right? So where you show up expresses what you really care about that's some kung fu it's what it was i was like oh i gotta sit with that very cool well anything else no i think we're there i think we're there yeah well folks i challenge you if you got something coming up and you're you want to make sure it it delivers maybe consider some alternative Hmm. methods get out there be creative and uh, yeah, we'll just call it at that. Sounds good. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. It's good to have you back, Dan. We've got some weird scheduling throughout the summer. Things yep. are about to get wild and yeah, crazy. We'll, and we'll be busier, but we have shifted recording nights. Hopefully that makes keeps things a bit more consistent, but right. I definitely have some leads on some fun conversations with other musicians out there in the world so that we can help you guys by sharing what they know with you. So that, that's what we're going to do. Very good. Listen, folks, if you want to support the show, I'll be perfectly honest. Leave a review. It's been a little dry. Mm-hmm. It's been two, three months since we got a review in the in the store. And we love now, never mind. They- we are the highest rated cover band podcast in the world based on the actual ratings. More never hurts. It's true. You know, what if we cross over from just like the cover band podcast world to like the guitar podcast world? That's a big, that's a much bigger, that'd be a big job, bigger pond, big job. But and your reviews is what that would take. hundred percent. So do it or do any of the stuff that I'm for the van bands about to tell you. With that being said, I will go and call it for this week in Atlanta, Georgia. I am Adam Johnson. Greensboro, North Carolina. Who I am is Dan Ray. That's who you are. Indeed. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of April 28th, 2023. I had to look at the calendar. Do the math because we're recording on a different day. Yeah. Indeed. See you guys. Bye.
And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes, goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it. For Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida, that was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing!